Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Frill. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. Dean and I have a special episode uh, lined up for you guys. I'm excited to bring him into the studio. He's taking his time, dismounting his horse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> how you doing, my friend? Just arrived. Just you made it. Just made it. Strange how many times I just make it to this yeah, show. I don't know why you have to cut it so close, honestly. It makes me <laughs> nervous every week. <laughs> just like to keep it, uh, keep everyone on the edge of their seat. Yeah. Well, now that we're here, what do you got to say for yourself? Well, what I've got to say is, is I'm glad to be here and I'm looking forward to this conversation about something and I might even have some controversial opinions on it. <laughs> really? <laughs> that means that means you're actually going to talk today. I might talk today. <laughs> I might talk, but I'd actually prefer first I don't know if anyone else is interested, but last time you and I spoke, you were about to embark on a journey to a mountain covered in ice, fluffy stuff. You mean snow? That's it. Yeah, we right. don't see ice enough that stuff. to remember what it means, what yeah. it is. Yes, I was. So I uh, so I did. I just got back from a ski trip um, to Vail, Colorado with, uh, with some friends uh, who you know. Um, we've also had them as guests on the show before, uh, at least a couple of them. And uh, it was good. This was any, th any bandages on no your bandages. I, I come out completely unharmed. <laughs> my, uh, my last ski trip uh, was not as uh, was not as favorable. Last time I went, um, uh, tore my ACL and my LCL and my meniscus and my knee. Um, <laughs> I had surgery a year ago. I've been rehabbing and training ever since. And so this was my first time back on the mountain since. Uh, since all that happened, and I'm not going to lie, I was in my head a little bit. I I was just about to ask, how did it affect you? I I couldn't imagine not being affected. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, this whole time, everybody's like, oh, are you going to ski again? And I was like, well, I I love skiing. And I've been skiing for a really long time. And that was the first time I'd ever had a serious injury skiing. I think I got, <laughs> I may have gotten a concussion once, but I don't count that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so this whole time, you know, I'm, you know, riding my bike, I'm lifting weights, I'm doing all these different things, trying to get ready to eventually get back on the ski hill. And, and I'm, you know, reading posts on from different people who've done this before. And I saw this one guy on Reddit and he was like, I literally threw up the first time I was on the ski lift after I came back from my surgery. And I was like, Oh man, like that's, oh, no way. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Everybody's like, I know it was so hard. And I, so it's all in my head this whole time. Right. And <laughs> we get to Vail, which is one of the, uh, it's the biggest ski mountain in the U S second biggest in North America. Um, uh -huh. so it's not small. Yeah. It's right. definitely not a beginner <laughs> hill. And, uh, and I go up with these guys, um, Brandon Poulin, who's one of them, he excellent snowboarder. And, uh, and the guy that he was with is even better than him, which is hard for me to imagine. 
And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to go to the back. We're not going to like do anything. I was like, you guys can like do your thing. And I'm just going to kind of get my ski legs back. And so they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll, uh, we'll just, you know, we'll go on, we'll take it easy for a little bit. I was like, okay. So I, so I go up with them and we get off the lift and the plan was we're going to take this like relatively easy trail over to this area where there were, you know, variety different places for us to ski. And instead of taking that relatively easy trail, we went straight instead of left. And the only possible way now is (laughs) down this, you know, expert black diamond, super, (laughs) super challenging thing. And it's not, and it's not like, it's not like I've never skied something like that before, but this is the first time I've been on skis since I basically (laughs) snapped my knee. Your knees are quivering in more ways than one. (laughs) More like I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this really unfortunate situation. So I find myself, um, navigating, uh, this, this, uh, this tough terrain and I make it down and I was just like, I'm not skiing with you guys the rest of the day. Like you guys, (laughs) (laughs) whether intentionally or unintentionally, I don't like the outcome here. I'm going off on my own. And, um, but I did make it down. I did, you know, all the, all the things right and everything was fine. Um, but, uh, we had three days of it and, uh, it took me a few days to get back into it. And I'm not even going to say that by the end of the third day, I felt like I was fully back, was still being like a little bit cautious and, you know, my knees still sort of felt tired and everything, but, but we had a great time and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I'm glad to have gotten that first trip post-surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the way, because now it's like, okay, well now I know what it's like. Now I can kind of, you know, train and get back into it. So that's, that was my, uh, mountain adventure (laughs) this last weekend. No, that's incredible. I was, uh, I I can't lie. Part of me was hoping that I'd be sitting here today and you wouldn't arrive. And then I'd get this emergency call and see you on a mountain somewhere still like half stuck up there, unable to find your way down. Well, and that's why I love you. I mean, you're just so caring and considerate and kind um, and I'll have you know that it was only because we ran out of time. You didn't get another prank call while we were all together. Um, <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was like alert for it. This, I this time, I'm like, okay, I know where he is and who he's with. I'm alert for some shenanigans here. Something's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Cause every, everybody was like, should we prank Dean again? Should we prank Dean again? Do they know where, <laughs> does he know we're together? And I was like, I think he's probably like, I love how this hard if nothing cool. else. I love how this has become a thing is like when you guys are together, it's like, I know I'd be about to get attacked or at least the idea is there. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you're at least nervous like <laughs> that. Like I know I've done my job if you're nervous enough to be thinking about it, um, even if it doesn't happen. So uh, anyway, it was uh, it was a great trip. You were missed. Hopefully at some point um, the world will open up again and uh, we'll be able to see you in person and not just have to think about prank calling you while we're all together. Well, let's hope so. Well, interestingly, just on that basis, I mean, I've, I, from what I've been told, this is all theoretical right now, but our UK government has theoretically uh, released that they are aiming to have the country fully back to normality by the end of June. That's, that's, uh, that's positive. Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, th- I feel like they may be just throwing out a bit of hope into the community. <laughs> it's I like, feel like these I, guys I, go for a bit longer. <laughs> personally, I feel like they're just trying to scare us into thinking that we might have to see you again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's really just an elaborate ploy. They're like, 
play the Dean Holland card. <laughs> they won't want to. They won't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, no, it was great. Great food for uh, for anybody who's listening who's never been to Vail. It's uh, it's just it's just a spectacular place. Great, great mountain. Great skiing or snowboarding, whatever you do. Awesome restaurants. We had some of the most amazing food, which uh, which was which was really great too. But that's not necessarily what we're here today to talk about. This is true. This is true. But just as a final summary on what we were just talking about, to everyone else listening and watching this, just like me that currently doesn't get to leave the house much or have any fun, feel free to send your hate mail to James <laughs> who's skiing while the rest of us are locked up at justthetips.com. Well, we did have to wear masks in the lift lines. Really? Yeah, we had, which is a big problem for me because I'm wearing glasses. And so the mask fogs up my glasses. And so uh, maybe that's why I had difficulty getting down the mountain because my glasses were all fogged up. Um, but uh, no, it was, uh, it was definitely different. It was different for sure. Like, you know, the whole mask thing. And I got yelled at a few times because um, I had my nose peeking out. So my glasses wouldn't fog up and I could see. And I was promptly told, sir, put your mask over your nose. Sir. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So uh so you've got you've got some controversial opinions um on a on a topic and I'm interested to see what you have to say about this because I think we may share the same controversial opinion. I hate I I legitimately hate to agree with you on anything. Right. Um but I'm afraid that in this case we might agree but so the, today's topic is um is uh it's around social media but the broader question isn't like well, how do you, you know, how do you use social media or this or that? Um, I don't profess to be an expert in that area. But the question is, is social media required today mm. to actually be successful in your business? Um, I think that we want to talk about this because there's so many people out there who sort of believe and it's predisposed the answer like, the only way that you could be successful today is through social media and being very active on social media. And while I think that's one way to do it, I don't think it's the only way. And obviously social media is super important. There's a like, variety of different ways to engage with it through paid ads, through organic stuff, through networking, like all these different things. And it's very powerful. Um, but for some people, it's not their method of choice for right. growing their business. And, uh, and so we want to dig into that. Like, if you're not that person, like, is it okay? Like, are you literally never going to be successful if you don't engage with social media? Yeah, definitely. And uh, just to throw this out there as well, obviously we are broadcasting live right now. And I know we've got people that watch us uh, and listen in live. So if you're actually watching on one of the channels like YouTube, for example, that gives you the ability to, you know, comment as we're here live, we'd love to hear your thoughts uh, or any comments that you might have on this subject as well, let us know. Are you using social media? Does it scare you? Do you hate the idea and feel you have to? Feel free to uh, chime in on the conversation. But this is a, uh, I think this is actually a really fascinating topic because, you know, social media in its current form, you know, it certainly wasn't like it is today when I first began. You know, when I first, you know, the very first time I started discovering that people were even using the internet as a way of making money and started embarking on this journey, you know, it was like 2004. So we're going back 17 years now. You know, I remember my last day job. I don't, I think I only signed up to Facebook 
not long before I actually quit my job in 2009. So I think. Well, and I, th I think I think one of the things you're not you're not mentioning here is that you're sort of underplaying your age. I have it on good authority that you actually fought with the British during the War of 1812 <laughs> against the Americans. Uh, so it, it does stand to reason. So, social media doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's you know it's for me it, it's been fascinating. You know, I see I see some people like newer businesses and brands that start today, and like you look at it and it just seems to be a social media brand. You know, it's like I, I struggle to see the business beyond the influencers and things. It's just like this social presence brand. Well, I've, you know, from from going back, rewinding the clock, like 10, 15, 16 years, you know, I wasn't I didn't begin into this process having a, an influence of social media, really. You know, I remember, you know, the way in which I used to interact and engage with people was on like an Internet marketing forum. You know, one right. of those old things that people used to use, you know, there was no like, like warrior forum. Yes, like Warrior Form was actually yeah. the first place I ever joined online. Nice. I think it was uh, it was 2008 I signed up to the Warrior Forum. That's how I used to communicate on the internet. That was, you know, I guess where today people are using, you know, social media and organic social media marketing to attract new audiences and reach new people. Well, I kind of did the same thing, but in an old style fashion, like in the forums. And so, you know, I I, I don't think I... You know, and I'll just say this now, like you just said, you know, like neither of us are, are going to sit here and proclaim to be social media experts. But that's not really what we're talking about. It's do you need to be a social media expert? Do you need to be have a heavy social media presence? Do you need to be creating and churning out lots and lots of content is as a, you know, as a, a requirement to succeed today? And I'm going to I'm going to just throw it out there straight away and then we can like talk on the whys and what fors. But I'm just going to cement it right now that I do not believe social media is required for success. So that you said it. You've thrown down the gauntlet. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there because here's why I say that. If it were, you and I would be screwed from day one. Right <laughs> yeah, now. that's right. <laughs> although, although I will say like. You have a you have an active social media strategy these days, wow. but you didn't used to. You didn't used to be able to find James P. Free or Hardly on the socials. Well, it's it's uh, it's. I think it's really important. It's really important to see it for what it is, and it's an incredibly powerful way to build an audience, to connect with people, uh, to kind of put your content out there, and all of those things. Hundred percent on all that. However. If it's not what you're good at, it's not what you like, um, or it's not what makes sense to you, mm. do the things that you are good at that you do like and that do make sense to you instead of trying to win at somebody else's game. And um, and I think that uh, you got to be clear on what what your strengths are. You know, there are some people um, that are so excited to be posting on social media all day. Legitimately, yeah. um, I know plenty of them, and I I don't I don't understand it. For me, it's um it's a it's a mechanism and it's a vehicle to uh you know to network to 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 meet people to run ads. You know, I'm I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity to run paid ads on the social media platforms. Right. Um. But some people are just like, oh my gosh, I get such a dopamine hit every time people like my post or they like my picture or whatever, 
and they're super excited about that. Yeah. And, and that's cool. If that's you, it's not, it's not me. Like I, I, uh, you know, I don't do it for the gram. Okay. <laughs> right. Like there are a lot of people that do. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so you've got to, you, I think more important than anything else, you've got to recognize like at a big picture, you, you absolutely do need a way to build an audience and find customers but you've got to do it in a way that's authentic and real for you. And if what's authentic and real for you is being a social media influencer, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, like good for you. But if it's not, don't beat yourself up being like, oh my God, like I'm never going to make it in this world because like I freaking hate this or I hate that or I don't want to post here and I don't want to post there. It's like, okay, fine. Just be real about it and find another way to go meet people and get customers. Yeah, because there's a gazillion ways to meet people and get customers. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm doing Instagram stories all day long. Yeah, definitely. No, and I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you started it there because ultimately throwing the gauntlet out there and saying no, it's not required. You know, I think the the, the biggest thing of all to to, to dig into that more is I think the more appropriate thing to 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 kind of dig into based on what you're saying there is like to understand your objectives of why you might use that thing and not sort of, I think, I think the, the, the big mistake that I would, I would say just to throw out there is that people use these things for the sake of using these things. Yes. They, a lot of time we'll use them because it's the trendy new thing. A lot of times people will even jump on trendy new things for fear of missing out on what might become a trendy new thing. Mm -hmm. And people get so wrapped up then in just bolting on all these new things, all these different channels, whether it goes from, you know, Facebook to Instagram, to YouTube, to Pinterest, to Clubhouse, to TikTok, you know, the, there is always going to be something more. And the, you know, the ultimate thing that I really want to get across here is that, you know, we're not going to sit here and say, no, it's not needed. Don't use it. Or yes, it is. Start using it. We're ultimately going to sit here and try and work through and help how to decide what to use, if to use it, and then how to use it. Yeah, you know, exactly. and that, that's the big thing for me is that you shouldn't be doing anything really unless it serves the overall outcome that you're looking to do. Yeah. And that, so we could throw social media and so much more into that category. But that's the lens that we should be looking at these channels through because just like you said, James, I think sometimes people forget what they actually are and they end up using them it's so common to see people using these things for the wrong reasons. And a lot of time, I think it does come back to what you say. It is this strange desire to be liked, to be, you know, to, to I don't know, have these reactions and these comments and things. You know, how many times do people just pick up their phone aimlessly and be like, oh, I wonder how many likes that picture yeah. I just uploaded got. Well, who, who gives a damn? Like, like, <laughs> like, put your phone down. What are you doing? Like, stop doing that. That's That's not good. Like, unless getting more likes on that picture takes you closer towards the outcome that you're looking to do. Well, and it's, it's, it's so important to be outcome, outcome focused, because if you're not outcome focused, it's very hard to make these decisions on what should I, or should I not be doing? And, and if you're, uh, you know, cause the, the world, Instagram, Facebook, like all these platforms have so many people who have really big followings but really are not making all that much money anyway. Right. <laughs> and, and so it's not, it's not a certainty that if you get, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, a hundred thousand followers or more, you're automatically going to be making a lot of money. You might just be getting a lot of likes 
<laughs> right? And uh, and and last time I checked, you can't buy the car that you want, the house that you want, or go on the trips that you want with likes, <laughs> right? Um, and and so if if those if those likes get channeled into a sale, a relationship, or something like that, that's a positive thing. But the but social media should not be seen, in my opinion, obviously. And you know what? This is our show. This yeah, is our opinion. You have no damn opinion. Yeah, the hell with the other opinions. <laughs> this is a this is a just a tips dictatorship right now. Yes, you will listen to our opinion. <laughs> exactly. You'll only comment if you agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could we could take uh, dissenting comments as well. I'd be curious. I would actually be curious to have a debate about this because I was hoping we would be on different sides of this, but it seems like uh, we're drinking the same Kool Aid here. But the point. Uh, the point that I'm making here is it's not a end unto itself, right? It's a means to an end. And I think the the risk is then is when people see social media as an end unto itself. Oh, I've got to make all my posts. Oh, I've got to like respond to my comments. Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Why? Like yeah. what's, what's the next step? If, if you have a next step and you're moving people along a journey then that's awesome because everybody needs to find a way to meet new prospects, build a relationship, and then turn some of those prospects into clients. Like that is the goal of business, right? Yeah. But if you're just, it's like, it's like if I just kept going to networking parties just to collect business cards, right? Why would I do that? Right? Oh man, look at my business card collection, <laughs> but I'm living in a shack, Right. <laughs> Nobody cares about your business card collection if you haven't turned that business card collection into meaningful relationships that are going to result in business value on both sides of the equation. And so it's um, it's so important to not get lost in yeah. that. And so I think that's you know part of this whole topic is social media required to be successful today? No, but it is a way to help if that's the mechanism that you choose to use to help you accomplish your objectives. Yes. There we go. And that's the end of the show today. <laughs> and uh, Ronald, what's up, man? Thanks for the comment. Ronald says hi. Yeah, so anybody watching in live, let us know what you think. Obviously, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to argue against each other's case here because sadly... I'll take the opposite. I'll take the opposite side. I'll take the opposite side of this to make it lively. I feel like I, feel like I could argue both sides of this. Okay. Okay. So here's me arguing the other side of this. You'd be an idiot not to use social media because that's where everybody is. I'm not. Everybody. <laughs> everybody worth being around. Everyone that you actually want to talk to. No, but <laughs> we've had we've had plenty of people on the show here who are like, you know, it's easier to build a big following on social media. It's easier to uh to start building relationships right like you don't have to leave your house right yeah. you don't have to leave your house you don't have to like be part of some special community you don't have to do like there are real advantages to engaging in in different social platforms and things like this that um that would be harder if you don't already have established relationships right yeah. like if you're somebody who's just starting out like literally where do you go? Mm. to start establishing relationships. Yeah, it's true. The, 
the grocery store, <laughs> right? Like the the Seven Eleven on the corner. Like I mean, it's it's not exactly easy to just walk out your front door and go out into the world and find like minded people, right? Especially right? now they're all wearing masks. Yeah, and you don't even know they might they might be sticking their tongue out at you. They might not even be smiling anymore. <laughs> So hard to read the room. <laughs> it is. It is hard to read the room. So, so there are there are absolute advantages, and that's not what we're trying to say here. That there's not advantages, but it doesn't mean that it's the only mechanism for you to find success in today's world. Even if a lot of people are talking about it, because just as many people are successful without social media right. as there are people who are successful with social media. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, and I go, I go and say this as well. If you're somebody who's like, man, I like the advantages of this. I want to use it. Great. But one of the biggest problems that I see is that so many people spread their efforts too thin. Yes. They're like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to like post on Instagram. I'm going to post on Facebook. I'm going to post on YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat. Now they're doing rooms on uh clubhouse. I'm going to do like, uh, I'm going to have a feed on LinkedIn. And the next thing you know, like managing all of that is your full-time job instead of creating value and capturing value from the relationships that you're building with those people. Yeah. Right. And so I would say, make sure you stay focused. What platform, like what is the platform that has the highest concentration of the people that are likely to be your customers? Yeah. You know, is it Pinterest? Okay. Then like go all in on Pinterest, right? Is it Instagram? Is it YouTube? Like wherever it is, do some thinking about this before you just blindly willy nilly jump in and say, I'm going to be a social media influencer. I'm going to use social media, to get clients. Where are they already? Right. Yeah. Where are those people? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's also, um, I think there's another there's another side of this, because I, I think it would be fair to say, or at least about myself, is that, you know, I don't have, you know, it's very rare to see me posting on social media. Maybe I'll go through some phases every now and then. And it's like, oh, everybody's sick of me for like three days because I thought oh, I'm going to use social media and then that's it for another year or something. Um, <laughs> but like, I think I think, you know, if I look at it from from my perspective. Clearly, I know, you know, I'm not stupid. I know if I had an active social media presence, it would it would help my business. You know, there would be a financial gain and a gain to me having that presence. I could reach more people, be more active. I'm sure it would positively impact or or in some cases negatively impact the relationship that people had with me if they started seeing me more often. You know, it's either going to go one way or the other. Definitely. I know um, I would block you if you posted more. Yeah, probably. exactly. We, we'd have probably never got to do this show if we actually probably spoke not. outside of this show. We, uh, um, but, you know, when I, when I look at that, like, clearly there's benefits. But I have to say with myself, I'm like, it just doesn't suit me. Like, I'm not, right. you know, I'm not the type of, you know, I just get on with things. You know, I... I I'm a different person maybe to when I was a bit younger. I don't need to, I don't need to photograph my food and show it to everyone. I don't need you know, every time I'm taking a meal or I don't need to, you know, take a picture of my car just because, because I want you to see my car or, or like whatever. Or your horse. My horse. Yes. The steed. Ever since I took to the steed, nothing else seems to be as in, in influential in social media land. Nobody seems to give me a thousand likes for the uh, bareback steed riding. Yeah, which is a shame, and it's unexpected. I would think people would applaud that. 
<laughs> but I, so I think you've got to, you've got to look at a couple of things, like in terms of yourself as well. It's like, do you actually want to do it? Now, I, I think there's something interesting that you and me could touch on here, James, because there was a time where you and me, I think we could say very comparable. You would hardly see either of us on social media. Now today, or well, again, I'm not on social media enough to know if this is consistent, but you may, maybe you could share, like, would it be fair to say that you do have an active social media presence that isn't necessarily you personally sitting there sharing stuff five times a day, but you, do you currently still have some kind of active presence on social media or did that, did that? So, so I've gone, I've gone back and forth on this. Um, this would be interesting to hear about. No. And, and so, so at the moment I would not say that I'm active. Right. And, uh, and here's, here's been the problem that I've had every time. Um, every time I try to remove myself from the process, yeah, the output on my platforms, you know, Instagram or Facebook, or and I actually have a very relevant, funny story about LinkedIn that I could share that I just found out this morning. The output does not feel like me. Right. And, it, and it's not because I haven't had great people helping. It's not because it's because, um, I'm I it, I'm not into it, right? When I am into it, I uh I I am producing my own content, and it goes out there. And maybe it's not you know five six seven times a day, but it's you know got some regularity to it. But anytime I try to really systemize this, right? Because you know uh that I love systemizing things. You love systems. I do. Uh, because they they allow me to have leverage, right? And I don't have to spend all my time doing things. I can create systems that work for me. I feel like it's it's like going to a three star Michelin restaurant and somebody in the kitchen running across the street and getting takeout from a cheap restaurant and putting it on their plates and bringing it out to the dining room. Right, like it's it, an analogy. <laughs> it doesn't feel like I would have created that. Right. And, um, and, and, and maybe there's somebody out there who's listening to this and you want to help me with that. And I'd be open to that conversation, but here's a great example of this. I had hired these guys, uh, sometime last year to help me with my LinkedIn where they were like, okay, we're going to go out. We're going to network with people. And I already have a, a really big following on LinkedIn just because I was like, I've been on LinkedIn since 2002. All okay? right. So I've been around for a while and I've got original influences then. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I'm speaking from, from a place of authority here. Um, but uh, but we weren't really using LinkedIn to uh, you know, to find clients and prospects and things like that. And these guys did, you know, they did their best. Uh lots of very superficial conversations emerged, nothing really serious, nothing I was excited about. And uh we we cut it off within a couple months. So this morning. Um, I happened to go on my LinkedIn because I was participating in this class and a few of the people were like, Hey, we want to connect with you on LinkedIn. I was like, Oh yeah, cool. So I went over there to accept their invites. And, um, and I saw, you know, there were, uh, all the profile views and everything that I'd had from the last week. And, and I went to look at my activity feed and somebody who was working in my LinkedIn on my behalf was liking all of this bizarre stuff, <laughs> right? Like, uh, like a promotion for, you know, a fat loss vitamin 
or, you know, this thing or that thing. And I'm just like, what? And I'm in my mind, I'm almost like, I, I can't imagine why I would have ever liked this. <laughs> and I'm going through and it's like a, so many likes. I'm like, when was I liking all? Like, was I just in like this complete <laughs> like drunken bender and I don't remember anything that I was doing or like what was happening? And then it occurred to me, it was the guys that were managing my LinkedIn and they were liking all these things to try and create engagement and build relationships. And it was in that moment, I was just like, ah, like it just doesn't feel like me. Right. Right. Like I would have never liked, you know, some, some promotional thing that somebody was doing who I have no idea who they are. And the idea of their thing doesn't even appeal to me at all. Right. Right. And yeah. so I think that there's also the, the, um, sort of the thing that I would say, if you want to engage with social media, and this is a lesson that obviously I'm trying to figure out on my own, I would rather start slow and just do it and really understand so that when I do delegate something, it actually feels really authentic. Yeah. Because there's, you can tell when people are posting and it's not really them mm. and the message seems weak and this is, you know, credit to all the people who are out there, social media managers and all of that stuff. You guys probably know way more about this than I do, but I hardly ever see it done right. Unless that person had been doing it themselves mm -hmm. for a considerable period of time. And the, the message is refined and the tone of voice is refined and the brand is defined and all these things. And it's easier for somebody to step in and help yeah. as opposed to, I think what I had been doing to a certain extent is abdicating instead, still, instead of delegating, be like, okay, you guys just handle it because I don't want to do it. And it, it's happened on my LinkedIn. It's happened on my Instagram. And, uh, and the only posts that ever really seem to get any action anyway are the ones that I write. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be okay with that. So the short answer to your question is no, I'm not extremely active right now. Um, if you go to my Instagram, I don't think I've posted for like four weeks or maybe even longer. Um, times I've posted on Instagram zero. I don't even think you have an Instagram profile. Um, <laughs> but, but I would say that that's a really important thing. And then the other thing. I think is beyond everything else that we're talking about here until you move people off of your social media onto your email list, you do not own that relationship. Right. Right. Great case in point, whether you love them, hate them anywhere in between Donald Trump had a ton of people who were following him on Twitter. And finally <laughs> he pissed off enough people that they were like, we're taking your Twitter, man. <laughs> right. And so there he goes immediately. He's got a, a platform where he's broadcasting to tens of millions of people. And then instantly that line is cut. And, you know, all of us, uh, you know, direct response marketers, we've been saying this for years, right? Use the platforms to get people onto your platform so that you actually own the relationship. But there's so many people out there who are at risk people who have, you know, Instagram followings of 100, 200, 300,000 people or more that if they say something the wrong way, they violate terms of service in some kind of capacity, gun. And then mm -hmm. it's like, man, I don't want the I don't want the feeling of my entire business being at risk to somebody else's rules because I may have said something that somebody somewhere didn't like or didn't even uh, understand, right? Like 
there's posts that get taken down. Like, uh, um, I had a, I had a post at one point talking about hiring people and Facebook flagged it for deceptive employment opportunities. I got the same with my burlesque profile picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm grateful for the rules in that case so that I didn't have to scratch out my eyes once I saw it come through my feed. <laughs> um, but, but the mistakes are made. Like right. genuine mistakes can be made too. Like you might not even say something that's against the terms of the platform. It could be a bot that's like, oh, this you're you said hiring. I have a you know an algorithm that says anything that says hiring must be a deceptive employment opportunity. Like take it down or get banned, right? And so, so you got to also recognize that while there are advantages to these platforms, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're safe. Right. With the business that you're building uh, because of that exposure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, what we're, what we're sort of saying here is not use it or don't use it. We're saying use it with, I guess, purpose would yes. be a thing. Use it. Uh, oh, these are like mini tips right now. We're summarizing on some <laughs> mini tips. I'm not even going to go there purpose. with the mini tips. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, use it with purpose. Like, do oh, I think I, I honestly think one of the biggest one of the biggest problems is people just keep adding them on, like we were saying, and they end up there is no strategy behind. Like you absolutely must, if you're going to use it, it be selective over what you use and use it for the right reasons. And if you're going to use it, have a plan behind it. Use it with purpose. You know, go into that knowing this is what I'm using. This is why I'm using it. And this is how I'm going to go about it in order to get that end result, that end outcome. You know, there are ultimately, you know, yes, you're hearing me and James. We have a, you know, we're on the the far end. There is actually, I would say we have now become the minority, you know, not having a heavy social media activity and presence for the purpose of business, you know, but just be very careful not to just follow the masses for the sake of following the masses. Like the amount, like, you know, Clubhouse would be one of the latest ones, right? And this isn't, you know, I'm sure Clubhouse is fantastic. I'm sure it's great for the right reasons, but their marketing campaign to adopt users onto their platform has been something quite, you know, quite simple at its core, you know, the whole scarcity, exclusivity, invite only, you know, but it's whipped up a frenzy, at least in the industry that I see. You know, if I do log on to Facebook, it is pretty like flooded right now. Like any invites for Clubhouse going? Right. Like, like, I'd love to just turn around and be like, not, oh, yeah, I've got one. But instead, why? What do you want with it? What What do you want that invite for? What are you going to well, do? That should be the prerequisite to registering, not just do you know someone with an invite. You have a purpose <laughs> for wanting one. <laughs> I want. I do not want to be left out. <laughs> right. That's, and that's the point. That's, that's the purpose. The that's and, the and, and, you know, to a certain extent, I understand that, right? Human beings are social creatures. That's why social media is what it is. People like to connect. They like to see what everybody else is doing. They like to compare. Um, you know, they like to kind of peer in and see, well, like he's, you know, this is what he's doing, but this is what I'm doing. And right. And like, you know, that's, that's why there's also this overly uh, Photoshopped plastic world on social media is because that's where people are just putting all the stuff that makes them look good. Nobody's putting the stuff that where they, <laughs> where they've made tons of mistakes or they don't look good. And, right. uh, and I think that that also creates a perception that, um, separates a lot of people from feeling successful, even though they're already very successful. You know, we talked about this uh, recently. 
you know, as, as an entrepreneur, if you're, if you're doing anything, you know, you're trying to start a side hustle, you, you have a business, you're growing your business, your business failed, you know, whatever it is, you're doing way more than the average person and, uh, and, and feeling like you're behind in some way because you're comparing yourself to other people on social media is not a fair comparison because everybody has really good days, right? <laughs> everybody has really good things in side of bad days. True. Yes. Right. And, uh, and, but what you're seeing there is just like these micro snapshots in time. And, um, and it's not always helpful for your mindset to think that that's how like everybody else is doing so well. And I'm not, or I'm behind the eight ball or something like that. Uh, it's not really true, you know, and yeah, that's definitely. something that's else entirely. Indeed. I think uh, another just important thing just to, just to throw in here that, uh, you know, some of our, some of our listeners or watchers might have, uh, might have heard about or, or come across, but some of these social media platforms are now actively testing in, in like test populations, like removing things such as how many likes your yeah. post gets or reactions, like completely getting rid of those things altogether. You know, so for, for some people that are using these platforms for the wrong reasons, they're worrying about these sort of things. There's a huge panic now, like, oh my God, I'm about to lose, like seeing how many likes is on my post. And I understand, by the way, just to be clear, I understand social proof. Don't get me wrong here. Of course, you know, we, you know, we do a lot of advertising. It helps when you have thousands of likes and tons of shares and tons of comments. It does help, but it's not the reason the business works. It's not without that it fails. You know, so I think there's, you know, just important things there because there's a lot of human psychology and there's a lot of, you know, I think, you know, there, there is a ton going on in social media right now about the ethics of it and or, you know, like how it's affected um, the psychology or the, you know, the, the, the masses in many ways, how influential it is, how it how it crafts and sculpts people's day. You know, there's a uh, you watch that social dilemma. I suppose that's a conversation for a whole nother day. But, you know, there is a. Uh, there is a documentary called The Social Dilemma, and that's really fascinating because it really sort of exposes like some of the concerns that are actively being tackled in social media right now. And I, I can actually see a time where social media is going to be, you know, very different to how it is today, because there are, you know, mega concerning things that are happening behind the scenes of how this is changing things in, in the world. And so, like, I, I think this is all going to feed back to the way in which people use social media, you know, and I think. Some of these things that we're talking about now, they might not seem so like critically important. You know, people might come away from this and still think, you know, no, it's so important to me that I have all these likes and this and that. But I, I dare say that when you when you strip it all away, that so many things are being done for the benefit of how the individual feels, not the benefit of what the business is doing because of that. Mm, yeah, Being absolutely. So careful. I feel like that's uh, that we could get into that at some depth. Um, today may not be the time to do that because I know we got to move forward and get on to the news, uh, which I am, uh, which I am equally as excited about as this conversation. Um, but I think you know we'd we'd love to uh, we'd love to hear your guys' comments on this, um, in particular, um, you know, and and I'm okay to be wrong about this. I'm totally I'm okay not. to be wrong. I'm not. I'm you, well, you. It's just because you're I'm, wrong I'm, so often, and you want to be right about something, and I get that. Yeah, it, it never happens. So whilst we're in an environment where nobody can tell me I am wrong other than you, like, <laughs> I'm going to be right for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, but make sure you guys subscribe to our channel. Um, click the uh, bell for notification during the show. Um, 
So, uh, so sh- shall we move on to our break and then go to the news? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. We will, uh, we will be right back, you guys, and we'll see you in a minute. All right, you guys, we're interrupting this incredible episode to bring you a very important announcement. And that announcement is the new Just a Tips members area. What? what? <laughs> We've created a members area that has trainings right out of the gate from Dean and I on our best strategies to help you grow your business. And many of our guests that we've had on the show have offered to put some of their best stuff inside the members area to help you guys have access to all sorts of content that'll help you grow your marketing, grow your sales, make sure you're staying on top of your business and you can work on your business, not in your business, get more results in less time. I can't even, like the reason you don't even hear Dean right now is he's galloping around the studio on his horse from sheer excitement. Dean, can you please stop galloping for one second and tell our good natured listeners what's going on? Whoa there, horse. So, uh, so if I can slow this thing down, there's only one place you got to go to get all this good stuff, and that is jttshow.com. That's jttshow.com. It's all free, and I think you're going to love it. We will see you guys on the inside of the new Justin Tibbs members area, jttshow.com. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right. Well, there we go. Thank you for that, Dean. Um, And so now let's move on to the news with Dean. News with Dean. News with Dean. Regular listeners, please understand that you can absolutely understand and see that we are going to get some sort of fancy jingle for this part of the show very soon. We're auditioning. Dean and I are both auditioning. So far, our management doesn't like our audition. Yes, I mean to all the viewers, please feel free to send in your uh, your actual audition tapes for the uh, news with Dean jingle. <laughs> we are open to those. <laughs> yes, right. actually, I would love that. <laughs> Anybody who wants to come up with a news with Dean jingle, we will absolutely send you a free Just a Tips T-shirt. Yes, we um, will. just uh, comment comment below, and we'll get you uh, the information on how to send that to us. If we choose your jingle, we'll send you a T-shirt. Thank you in advance. Um, <laughs> We'd love to see your creativity. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled with anticipation. All right, on with it. News with Dean. On with the news. So I actually was contemplating not choosing this topic for today's news. For, but you did anyway. But I did anyway, because actually I decided to take this with more of an angle of a bit of a cautionary discussion, right? And this isn't even a subject that I know a heck of a lot about, but I do know danger when I see it. And so... I am talking about the subject that appears when I do happen to flash up social media occasionally right now. It is all I seem to be seeing. And that tells me there is danger in in the future or imminently right now. So I don't know if you can guess, but I am talking about the current frenzy and noise of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Ah, I knew it. I was like, what could be dangerous that there's a frenzy about right now? Right. So so as I say, I'm certainly not going to sit here as Mr. Bitcoin expert, not even going to get into that side of conversation towards advice or anything like that. But what I am going to talk about is, is to use this reach that we have to try and cause as many people as possible not to do something completely stupid. So what do you think? All right. So this is really interesting. So what do you think? So, so I've got my opinions on this, but I'm not going to share them yet. What do you think? um, What do you think the risk here is? The risk is, in my opinion, is that people that don't, I'm not going to proclaim that anybody really knows what they're doing with crypto, but 
I think that what what generally happens is what I tend to see as these cycles is that when things are really rapidly increasing in value, which, you know, for anyone that has looked at anything even remotely, cryptocurrency is incredibly volatile, can have massive swings and shifts in either direction. And unfortunately, what, what I see that happens, and this is what I'm very mindful of going on right now, is that a lot of noise starts happening when the upward swings are happening in crypto. It's like un unimaginable gains are being made and some people that were in the right place at the right times, you know, make insane amounts of money. And it's at this point that everybody else starts hearing about it. Right. And and what I am sort of wanting to take this opportunity just to give the warnings to is the people that don't actively are aren't actively engaged in this on a regular basis and kind of have a degree of understanding on what they're doing. I'm talking here primarily in my like at this point uh, the point I want to make is primarily focused on the people that are kind of FOMOing their way into these things right now, as in like, oh my God, I just heard somebody that put a thousand dollars into this into this crypto coin and it 10xed in just six days. I'm going to throw everything that I have into that coin as well. And of course, they're doing that at the wrong times or putting themselves at undue risk, putting capital on the line in ways that are putting themselves at extreme risk. I've seen and heard of even friends of friends using things like credit cards and mm. financing, refinancing properties for the sake of getting into crypto because they heard of somebody else making a fortune. Meanwhile, you've invested in artificial jellyfish tanks. Yes. Meanwhile, I make safe investments. These guys <laughs> don't die. You know, they just continue to do their thing. And that's right. it. No, I... I you know, uh, so it's really interesting. So, so here's my here's my take on this. Um, and part of the reason I love this news segment because I have no idea what you're going to bring up, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and so I'm completely unprepared uh, to uh, to what you're going to talk about. But from from this perspective, I think the way that this is the way that I look at it. One, nobody has any idea what's going to happen ever. Yes. There are there are no fortune tellers in any area of life, stock market, currency market, cryptocurrency market, real estate market, anything. Nobody knows what's going to happen. People are anticipating what they think is going to happen, but they right. don't actually know. Um, one one thing that I think we can be uh, confident in is things always have ups and downs. Always. Right. Sometimes the ups go on for a long time and then it comes down. Sometimes it goes down for a while and then it goes back up. Um, that's the nature of a market. But I think the most important thing here is that is is one about risk management, which is what you're talking about. Um, you know, if you want to speculate, then speculate, but don't speculate with your house payment, right? Right. Um, you know, and uh, and I and I know that that sounds obvious. But I've seen people who have speculated with money that they can't afford to lose, mm. and then they wind up losing the money, and then they're in a really bad situation, and that's unfortunate. Um, and so, uh, you know, my my um, sort of rule of thumb is something that I've used for a long time, especially when I used to do active trading. In I didn't trade crypto. I was trading. This is before crypto. I was trading options and currencies and things like that was never put more than 5% of your investment portfolio into a single trade. Um, this way, the risk is spread out and diversified. Um, and so if 
if you don't have an investment portfolio and you don't have money set aside to invest, your first thing should be setting aside money to invest and like creating savings for yourself. Right. And if you do have an investment portfolio, great. Put some of it into crypto if that's what you want to do. Put some of it into other things. And I would say, um, I would say that the biggest thing is if it doesn't work out, because there's so many trades that will not work out, whether it's real estate or crypto or anything else, make sure that you're not putting more money on the line than you can afford to lose. Cause what the the most important thing is that you live to be able to trade another day. Ooh. That's what's important. Another day. I like um, it. <laughs> and so uh so I think, you know, I think crypto and Bitcoin in particular could be awesome. Yeah. But don't put your kids' lunch money in there so that they're gonna starve if the trade goes against you. Cause just as fast as it goes up, we just had this whole conversation a few weeks ago about the whole hedge fund Reddit GameStop yeah. situation, right? And everybody started jumping on the GameStop bandwagon. They're like, yeah, GameStop and and all this. And then you had people that were excited to make money, put their money in GameStop, and then they lost their shirts. Yeah. Of course they did. <laughs> like they didn't know what they were doing and they've invested more money than they could afford to lose. Like that's a recipe for disaster. So, uh, so you know, don't do that. Um, but as far as like what's going to happen with crypto, is it a good place to put your money? It's like, it depends. It depends on you and your situation. And uh, I would highly, highly recommend don't take out a cash advance on your credit card mm. to invest in Bitcoin or anything else unless you have a moderate degree of control over how the outcome will turn out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally, think I'll, I'll just say this one. Th the only thing I, and this was you know my formal education, but the only thing I've ever borrowed money for was to invest in my own education to learn how to do something. And I mean, that paid off for me. It might not pay off for everybody, but uh, but you got to be very careful about borrowing money to speculate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, right? Like everybody, well, most people get excited about the idea of a quick win, right? And And some people, many people are getting very lucky right now. Many people are, admittedly. It would be wrong to say otherwise. There are many people getting very rich off some of these trends and things that are happening. But there is equally going to be probably more people that are losing a lot. And nobody, like, what did we say? The topic of conversation today about social media. Nobody's posting on social media how much they just lost, nobody. bragging about that. What they're doing is they're bragging because, oh, remember that post I made a year ago when I told you Bitcoin would go up? Told you. Like everybody thinks they're right. I called it. I did this. I did. Well, where were you when it was going down? Because if you were, if you think you were in when it was going up, surely you were also in when it was going down. But I didn't see you talk about that. So I think you just got to like, there is no such thing as a sure thing. And, you know, I, I, I really just wanted to raise this subject because I've seen a lot of things happening over this past week, even seeing some of social media influencers with huge reaches of millions of people hyping up what are pretty terrible things in crypto. You know, some of the coins, they're not all great things. And you've got people pushing them, touting them as if like, this is the next big sure thing. And I actually think that some of these idiots are doing it for fun just to, because they know they can artificially pump some of this stuff. 
And they're probably doing it because they threw in half a million here and they're like, oh, now I can tweet to a million people and watch it blow up, then sell out while the suckers lose. Like, be careful. There are some things going on. There is no sure thing. Do not risk what you don't need to risk, especially if you don't know what you're doing. All right. Well, uh, we're we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, but it turns out today's new segment was actually a public service announcement it would, it by the one and only Dean Holland. And thank you for that. I think that's great advice. I agree with you. Don't risk more than you could lose. Have fun. Like, do it if you need to do it. Do it if you want to do it. Don't uh, don't go don't go too crazy just because somebody else said it was a good idea. Do your own research and figure it out for yourself. In the meantime, we're going to wrap it up here today. We appreciate you guys being here with us. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, and we will talk with you guys next time. This is James P. Frill signing off with my co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. We'll talk with you guys later. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.